And this is Nathan Brown, head coach of the Vodafone Warriors. He's had the relative luxury this week of essentially naming a, what's pretty much an unchanged side, isn't it, up against the Cowboys. No suspension, no injuries to deal with. You must be pinching yourself, Nathan. How's this for a luxury? Yeah, it's the first time this year I've been able to put the same 17 out, which is, uh, which is uh, good to come off the back of a win as well. and Hopefully it enables us to build a few combinations. And then after the bye, you know, if we can play well this week after the ball, we've got a few players coming back, so we can have a sort of few hard hard decisions to make. All right, get us excited. Who are the players coming back after the bye? Because I think you're taking on a Melbourne side that might be a little beaten up through Origin, right? Um, yeah, I'm not sure if they are in the Origin. I think it's on for a bit yet, so I'm not sure if we've got them after Origin. might have them before Origin, so right. I'm not sure there yet. But um, I'll hopefully have Adam Fanua, Blake, Bailey, Sirenin, um Hopefully those pair definitely... Definitely coming coming back, um, Josh Curran. Uh, again, hopefully with Josh show coming back, and so there's a few there anyway. All right, so that's Adam Fanua Blake up after the bye that you have after this game against the Cowboys. That's what we're expecting. Yeah, we're hopeful of that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Let's look back at at last week. I suppose the uh, the decision around bringing uh, Reese Walsh into fullback. I'm sure it's been covered, but for our audience, could you cover off that decision and how you came about making that so that young man could could start at one? Well, not that he was in the one jumper, but you know what I mean. Yeah, look, it's been pretty well documented. I've sort of said there, Rog, Rog was pretty keen to get the young bloke in the team and he was more than happy to to move to the wing. And, you know, Rog sort of plays a little bit of a different wing. Rog doesn't spend a lot of his time out there, as you saw with one of the tries he set up for us, Rog, to, to get us back into the game in the in the first half. So, yeah, Roger's pretty keen for that to happen and um, maybe I was a bit protective of the kid, maybe, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, so I sort of worked out pretty well for sure. The kid had a, obviously had a good influence on the game and obviously Roger had a great influence on the game as well, so, so it worked well. And the fact that uh, the Kim Mamalo was, was was unavailable, that, I suppose, aided that decision, did it not? Um, well, not really because, you know, you know um, Roger's definitely going to be in the team. If the kid's playing fullback, Roger's got to go somewhere. And, you know, Wings, the other position where Roger's spent his, his career, you know. So, you know, the, the the Ken situation probably didn't have any influence on it. You know, it was more around, you know, the getting Reese into the team and, and Roger in a position where he can still have a great, great contribution with the team. So, yeah, the Ken situation was probably, you know, didn't have anything to do with it at all. Okay, so the the performance on Friday night, you mentioned that you've been overly protective possibly. How much has that changed your attitude or your angle or your lens on the playing of Reese Walsh? What have you gone through around that? Oh, look, he's obviously quite a talented kid and he's obviously at this stage looks to be handling first grade, but you know, it's a long year and fullbacks are a very, very tough spot. So you know, we've got a game this week, then we've got a bye, which is going to be good for good for a younger player like Reese and good for older players as well. They get a little bit of time to freshen up. So... We'll just sort of play it week by week, but you know, at this stage we'd certainly be leaving race there for a short period and you know, when it does come to a stage where he needs a bit of a spell, we can obviously just shuffle Rod straight back there anyway. How's he coping or taking on board um, the praise that's been coming his way? Because it's been a bit of a tsunami from, from all over the shop about the appearance or the, what he's done so far. And when you look at just his numbers out of that last game, it's understandably, it's understandable. How, so how's he, to the best of your knowledge, coping with this adulation that's coming from far and wide, Nathan? Yeah, no, he seems good. He's been raised pretty well, Reese. His mum and dad have done a good job with him. He's a very polite kid, you know, so he's, he's not... You know he's he's quite confident, not overconfident though. But he's he's a he's a nice young kid, and 
I'm sure um, you know, being around the footy team and you know, all the staff and everyone will make sure that they, they help me along the way there and his parents and I'm sure will help me along as well but it certainly is a little bit of a different you know, stage of his life at this stage where he, he has got a lot of adulation with a lot of different people and he also come across his knockers along the way as well. This is a, this is a professional sport, I suppose. Yeah, it is. Up against a, a Cowboys side that are welcoming back some um, pretty heavy hitters as well. And I tell you what, when it comes to being quick and being delicate on your feet, uh, there's, there's, there's a foursome involved in this one, isn't there? Uh, the Hammers coming back. Uh, you've got Valentine Holmes, of course, two of us, Sheik and Reese Walsh, on the hard grounds of North Queensland. This could be spectacular, Nathan. Yeah, but I'm expected to be a pretty fast open game. Our last game was was like that. We had a very strong first half and scored our share of points, and the Cows had a strong second half. And um, yes, yeah, so I was quite an exciting game the last one. And as you just mentioned, with the the speed of some of the players on the field, you would you would expect, you know, with the, the good weather, you get up there in North Queensland this time of year, the game to be quite open. There's been a lot made, Nathan Brown, of the, the, the campaign, if you call it that, from the NRL to clamp down on any tackles up above the shoulders and anything that hits the head. How have you personally changed your coaching or what are you doing in order to keep these tackles low? How well has it been picked up? Yeah, well, I don't think there's any coach that's actually encouraging to hit him in the head there, Darcy. So it's, you know, it's sort of... Not something that's ever been encouraged, I wouldn't have thought, or not in my time of coaching anyway. That, you know, I know that you know, many, many, many years ago the game was quite dirty, but the game got cleaned up a fair bit as the years have gone on. And no coach certainly encourages people to hit anyone in the head, yeah, but I'm sure you know, with the new rules, um, you know, obviously coaches have probably got to be explained you know, the severity of getting 10 in the bin, so players being a tad more careful, but you know, there's as a whole, I think you know the, the the new rule. Once the referees find the the balance and the players and the staff find the balance, I think it'll end up you know better for the game. At the moment, obviously the the referees are sort of working out you know probably what's what what is a you know a fair case for a simian and what's not. And you know, in our game last week, the referee got it right. You know we had we had three high tackles in the game where they were definitely worthy of a penalty, which they may not have been in you know until the rules change. But they certainly weren't worth a simian, but. Um, the referee got those right, and I think we've seen in some games where it's just a matter of finding a balance. And then on the other hand, is, is the players understanding that anything near the head could possibly mean you're going to the bin, so them adjusting a little bit as well. So there's an acceptance within your squad, at least anyway, I don't know about the rest of it, that this is the way to go for the NRL? Oh, look, I, I think the the fear of concussion, I think we've all been based, you know, pretty truthful. It's it's about litigation. I'm pretty good. No one's saying that, are they? But that's pretty much what it's pretty much about. And it's about what may come down the track. And we certainly don't want our game not to survive. And this is any sport in any code where, where there's a collision sport. You know, there's the potential for lawsuits. So the, the game's doing everything it can to make sure that the game survives. And I think we all can acknowledge that. Uh, we've um, lost a player uh, this year in the formal. He's out anyway. He's not going to be back, but he's going to be disappear off to the cowmen, uh, as it happens. Uh, Peter Hicku, so we word on on the loss of Peter. He's a great individual, very uh, uh, pliable player, can play all over the park. Shame to see him go. Yeah, look, we would have liked Pet to stay. We offered Pet another another year in his contract to extend him for another year, and um, in an ideal world, he would have been about to help out. You know, got some very exciting young backs, and Pet's got a lot of experience. And he's a very, very smart player. But you know, North Queensland offered Pet an extra year, and it was sort of he was sort of put in a situation where he didn't really have a decision to make. Going to North Queensland is certainly the right opportunity for Pet. Um, unfortunately, he's not going to be with us, and we felt he could have played a, 
a really good role in the nurturing of our younger blokes, but he's also got a young family to look after as well. So whilst we're all disappointed, uh, we're very happy for Paddy. He's, he's a good lad. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, it's a very close game this weekend. You couldn't really split the two teams, could you? Where they sit on the points table, uh, the victories they both came off of uh, last week, uh, with some of the playing staff as well. What, what's going to be the kicker, do you think? What have you been trying to impress upon your players this week in order to get up over them on a Friday? Oh, look, obviously our attitude in defence, you know, having some periods of games where we're doing very well and little periods where we're just not quite good enough. So getting a little bit of consistency in that area is certainly going to be the thing that, that we need to keep growing as the year goes on. And, and when we do get sides in situations where we've got under the game under some sort of control, how we manage those periods of the game. But, you know, the biggest one is certainly our attitude with our defence and, you know, hopefully having the, the same sort of 17 on there is going to help us build a few combinations in defence as well as attack. And uh, with the, your Haas pairing six and seven, you're happy now with the consistency because there's been a lot of people to push maybe Reese Walsh in there, but you've been pretty happy to stick with that six and seven, I'm presuming, because you want to build a great pairing right the way through the next couple of years. How's that going for you? Yeah, well, sort of, too, not really to get a gauge on because uh, Chanel had broke his foot and he only played the, the first two games and he was out for seven or eight, about eight weeks, I think it was, and he's only had two games back now, so... Yeah, that's going to be something that's just going to keep growing over time. But we're very comfortable that between Chanel and Cody, both training well and get the good consistency and a good combination again, they can certainly do a good job for us moving forward. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Coming up on Friday night up against the Cowmen, Nathan Brown, as always, thank you very much uh, for your time. Train hard. Looking forward to Friday night. Cheers, mate.